Well, 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 here we go again to another episode of the adultgamer.com community podcast. I am Fenrir765 and I am joined by the man, the beautiful, beautiful man that he is, Mr. Optimus. How's it going, sir? <laughs> well, uh, why, why, thank you, sir. That was a wonderful intro. I'm uh, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, you, did it do anything for you? Did it just, all right, whatever. I mean, hey, just <laughs> welcome, man. I'm I'm glad to be talking about video games with you. And it, you know, just. We got a busy show today. There's a lot of stuff. I know. On. There's a lot to talk about. This, I mean, this next couple months is always kind of crazy. All, all the gaming likes to happen in that fourth quarter of the year. They like to ram it, shoot butter with a shoehorn it in. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely hitting the peak fall. Like last year, I don't think it was as busy, obviously for reasons that we all know about. But this year, it seems like things are starting. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Things are starting to hit. Like Labor Day, boom, yesterday. Now we're on to uh, the busy summer, late summer, early fall through holiday season, which is going to be just jam packed full of greatness. I I can't wait. There's a lot of things I'm really excited about, and you know, we'll talk about a lot about the game releases that are happening this month of September, which are a lot. So I know you had to cut the list down a little bit just for the sake of time. So it's for the sake of my breath. That too. That too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just, I think it's really interesting. We've been playing a lot of things lately. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you kick it off. Like, you've been deep, deep in the world of Call of Duty specifically. Oh. Zombies. Let's let's get this. Well, was, Black Ops. Well, I, yeah, I was, Ops. I was I was saying specifically in a very specific. I don't know what sub genre in Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, well, tell us I don't about know. it. I I got uh. Well, it all started. Well, it started a long time ago. But anyway, last Monday they did a sale on the Xbox uh, Marketplace, and finally the backwards compatible. 360 Black Ops 2 was on sale and I've been I've never played that campaign and after playing Black Ops 1 a couple years ago I was like I really want to play 2 right so I grabbed that and uh, that campaign was awesome um, it was a lot of fun there's a lot of cool things I feel like I feel like what they're going to do now with the timelines because they had modern warfare 2019 come in and that kind of splintered the original modern warfare timeline i feel like black ops one happened black ops cold war happened and the 80s missions from black ops 2 will still happen but i think they're going to split the timeline in that future world that happened in black ops 2 black ops 3 and 4 is going to disappear because they're going to build a new future timeline because just how things have changed in the world um but that campaign was still really cool i, I definitely recommend it. It, it all the the um choices you make in the black ops 2 campaign affect the ending like you can decide which people die or who you're going to save or what things you're going to do it's kind of interesting um and then uh i've been really getting into zombies on cold war and the Black Ops 3 Zombie Chronicles Edition was on sale, which includes the Black Ops 3 campaign. All the Zombies classic maps are in the Zombies Chronicles. I ended up buying, for $10 more, you could buy the entire Black Ops 3 super package that had everything. Um, 
<laughs> so I've been playing the campaign of that with uh, with Duke because it has four player campaign co op, and it's actually a pretty neat. It's a very cyberpunk kind of a uh, campaign because it's all future tech stuff. Um, and for being an older Xbox One game that doesn't run at 4K, it still actually looks really, really good. The art design in that game's amazing. The four-player co-op campaign, well, we're just doing two, um, but it's really fun. And then the uh, Black Ops 3 Zombies mode is cool because with the Zombies Chronicles, you get like the World at War maps, the Black Ops 1 zombie maps, the Black Ops 2 zombie maps, and then the new Black Ops 3 zombie maps. And... Uh, they're a lot harder than the Cold War zombie maps. So like, you don't get loadouts. Um, they all have kind of this ongoing story arc that's kind of confusing but fun, and it's very pulpy. It's very up my alley. Some of the old maps even start with these cool, like, pulp-style comic book covers and that kind of stuff. Just I love that kind of shit. And then uh, you've been going on the crazy journey with me on the Cold War Marder Toten Easter egg quest, which we got so close oh, to beating the other night. So close, but we were at the point of like, okay, we're in we were in the wave, the late 30s waves, and we still didn't have the last piece to do a certain thing for the Easter egg. I don't want to spoil that for people that may actually be trying to do it, because since it's actually a new game, um, and we just had to kind of call it, because we were by the time we had kind of gotten to the point where of no return we were in the 40s and we're like okay let's just exfil and uh, get out of here um i haven't done much of red dead redemption 2 but i'm still chipping away at that kind of that game kind of took a back seat right now during my whole black ops deep dive um it's also for research purposes i'm trying to put together a podcast episode for retro futures culture all about the black ops storyline including the conspiracy theory stuff everything from black ops 1 all the way through Cold War, so you may see that coming up soon now that I finally got to play through all of them. What have you been playing, Finn? You've you've been definitely playing more variety than I have. Yeah, uh, let's see. I, I'm i still working on Hades. Loving that game. It's a lot of fun. I still yeah, haven't beaten it yet. I didn't install it yet because I didn't want to like install it and then not play it. I'm trying to be better about like finishing games and then like kind of either filing them away. If I know, if I know I'm never going to play a game after I beat it, I'll uninstall it. But I know if I want to, I've been making pins or folders of Mm -hmm. play this again, save this or whatever kind of stuff. So, which is a beautiful feature on Xbox. But yeah, I've been working on that. I, I will say, I love this game, but I'm hating it right now because for some reason I'm just not finding the groove I need for it. But I think I'll keep working on it. My goal is to beat it, uh, beat it at least one time. If I can beat it one time, I can walk away from it and feel happy with myself, I think. I also, as you've mentioned, been doing the, the zombies on uh, Black Ops Cold War with Mauer de Toten with you and B-Daddy, Duke, excuse me, Anthem, I think, a couple times. But it has been fun, uh, and it, it definitely led us into what our deep dive will be tonight, so I can't wait to talk a little bit about that. And then uh, PUBG, I actually have been playing a few matches with our, our very own Hybrid Havoc and Noble Matt. And, you know, just hanging out with those guys is a lot of good times, and, and I suck terribly, but yet they continue to invite me and have me come join them so <laughs> nice i think i work it works out well for them because i'm the guy that you're the bait yeah so like <laughs> yeah go in that building for sure like please <laughs> check it out walk and, out there real quick see if somebody shoots yep. you 
Yep, that's it. So, I, so I've been doing that, and then I, I gotta say though, it runs way better on the series consoles. Series so. Oh yeah, well you never even had a One X because it ran, it ran, it was night and day going from an Xbox One to a One X with that game, and then um, did I play it on Series X at all? No, all, I don't think I ever. All I, I know is did. it is from going the One S to the Series X. It's like, yeah. It, I don't even have an analogy. Yeah, at this going from right the, now. the so, original Xbox One to the One X was was a huge upgrade. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. I did. I, I'm about halfway in 12 minutes. Uh, the new Annapurna game. It is a trip. It is. Hey, wait, 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 wait. But did you get your wife to play it with you? No, I did not. I did not convince her to do it. She. Uh, yes, yeah, tough sale, man. I. You know, she she was interested, but I think it, it's just not too – it's not as interactive. So it just doesn't work out. But uh, for her to kind of watch it and, and kind of go th- – for her to really make decisions regarding what to do next. So, But it is definitely a trip of a game. I would suggest that if you haven't played it, to give it a shot. I, I My only gripe with 12 Minutes is – the it's a they it's pretty much a point and click adventure inside of a very tiny apartment that is on a gameplay loop but not everything is as like easy to kind of point and click to it you know you just kind of it moves very sluggishly in a way so that was just kind of a frustration thing for me not like it was game breaking and i wanted to quit it's just there was times where I was like, I just want to move faster. I just want to like make this series of events happen quicker. And, uh, and for all I know, these series of events can't happen any quicker. I'm just trying to make something happen. That's not even possible. So, but I will get back to it. I will, I will finish the story and see what happens at the ending. Apparently there's several different endings. So I'll get to one ending. I hope at some point in time. And then I have been working very hard i was hoping to have it finished by the time we recorded today but i just couldn't finish it but i am close to the end on psychonauts 2 and tony finished it i know uh i will say psychonauts 2 is a f- amazing game and the one thing that i've heard several times that i've thought about and it's just been nice to see on Twitter and other podcasts I've listened to kind of that validation of my thinking is I really am glad Microsoft purchased Double Fine. Oh, yeah. Because not because of the fact that Psychonauts 2 is a great game or Double Fine is not a great studio. They've done a lot of really great things. Uh, my thing is I don't know what Psychonauts 2 would have been without the purchase of Microsoft that Microsoft made because Tim Sweeney, the, the creative director, the owner, the founder of double fine, he's said multiple times on several shows, if Microsoft didn't purchase us, there would be a lot of things in this game that aren't there. Now they would have had to cut a lot of things just to get it out the door. And so far, everything I have had in this game, has just been a blast. And I am, I'm loving it. It is speaking to me in ways that kind of puts in words or I guess visuals or uh, 
you know, actions that helps explain, gives me an explanation of some of the things I actually feel like, and I, and I get to kind of experience that in a different way. Uh, one of the things that I really liked in this game, uh, is they give these enemy types. They're all named after things like bad mood, uh, panic, uh, sensors, um, well, I'm drawing the blank on a couple of them, but they all have names that relate to like feelings that are like usually negative emotions that kind of control people and dictate them. And the way that you fight them, usually like their weaknesses are related to your side powers that are really, you know, kind of the things that we talk about um, as ways to combat those those feelings so one of the things like panic like you kind of attack it by using a slow time mechanic and i think that yeah. was just awesome to it's like pretty cool yeah and that's like kind of like you know what when you're feeling panicked like everything's rushed right you're like you're yeah amped up and you to slow it down you gotta take deep breaths it's just uh, it, that's just a nuanced thing that i thought was amazing uh from that game and and the art direction is obviously uh you know, just one of a kind. Uh, it is, it's a wild trip. There's a level in that hop. If you ever get to play it, I, I know probably which one of the two, one of the several levels will be one of your favorite levels. Uh, and it's very much like a music, uh, Woodstock style level that kind of really will, you know, go up your alley that I think that you'll really enjoy once you get to that game. So I will say this game is in the contenders, for game of the year, probably across a lot of people. So, oh dang, that's what I've been playing. I hope you guys have been playing some good, sh- good games lately. I will say, uh, we are the adultgamer.com community podcast. We do record on the first and third Tuesdays of every month. Sometimes we might get an extra episode in there, but we try to record on those dates. If you want to come join the show, please come join our Discord. Come let Hop or me know that you would like to come on. Or just come listen in the audience. And then if you have something you want to add to the conversation, you can just write it down in the podcast channel. Or just raise your hand. And if we get a chance, we'll bring you up on the stage and you can put in your two cents. So thank you so much to our members who are in the audience right now listening to the show. Please don't hesitate to... Again, add your comments in the podcast channel as we're talking about things. We'd love to hear what you're saying. Of course, I'm a little disappointed, though, Hop. We have one of two members of a very heated conversation that came out recently. Tony and Ubo were trying to solve a math problem, and it didn't go so well for one of them. And Ubo's not even here. And he's not here. So we'll have to delay this for another week, I guess. So too, Tony says Ubo is too afraid in the chat. <laughs> so we will find out truly who is the mathematician, Tony or Ubo, uh, sometime in the future. But until yeah, then, meanwhile, let's get to some game news. Yes. I'm gonna just jump on the leak because I saw a couple. I I was on my lunch break. I popped on YouTube and saw some stuff. Um, <clears throat> they had the full PvP reveal for Call of Duty Vanguard. I'm still not sure what to think about this game. There's a lot of things I think that look great. Uh, I think visually it looks really cool. I like their map choices. They're even doing the Eagle's Nest, which if you don't know the history of that, was this crazy architectural Mm -hmm. structure this guy commissioned and that the German Reich built. And it was like Hitler's summer home until the Allies 
course got rid of Hitler and then it became now it's like a landmark place but it's also a restaurant that the tourists can go visit and it has a bunch of like World War II memorabilia in it um, anyway um, yeah it's interesting how they're handling the factions the guns have up to 10 attachments and some of those attachments are also like perks not sure what to think about there's a lot of this things about this game that i'm not saying that they have to be 100 percent historically accurate but it looks kind of weird to see certain things like a red dot sight on a world war ii gun because they did not have those then no um at least they're not trying to pull like thermal sights or something that would just that would be far too beyond breaking suspension of disbelief um they also revealed today that um Shortly after Vanguard's launch, they're going to release the new Warzone Pacific, which is built with the Vanguard engine, which is a modified Modern Warfare 2019 engine. It's a whole new map on an island in the Pacific. It's very lush and green looking. Um, it's going to play a lot differently than the, than the current Warzone. Of course, it's going to be World War II. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm t not totally sold on this game, but I'm not totally hating on it either kind of waiting to see more information about it the couple of youtubers that i really like exclusive ace he actually was really excited about the gameplay he said it feels better than than call of duty has in a while um he's excited about the anti-cheat uh still no fov slider though so if i don't get an fov slider on console i'm probably not going to buy it that's just uh that's just that the way is, it is wild that yeah that, that's, that's still not a thing the other story that makes me kind of upset is the, uh, and I'm just going to jump to this one, Finn, and then you can jump on some of them, is that uh, they're pushing back the Top Gun DLC for Microsoft Flight Simulator because they delayed the movie till May of 2022. What the fudge stick sandwich? This movie was supposed to come out last year. Well, they they clearly have said the Top Gun thing is supposed to come out with the Top Gun movie. Uh, so, yeah, that's just a bummer because... It would be nice. It would be cool. No, but to... do, they, do they really like think that somehow delaying it that much longer, more people are going to go see it in the theater? Like, Especially after Shang-Chi just broke like Labor Day weekends. They're still delaying that for a year and a half? I just... I don't know. You know, I don't want to get into that too much because it, it will get into hashtag yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. heated conversation, and I don't need Tony yeah, yeah. to... Life's you know, too real. I know. Yeah, Tony doesn't need to get on my case about bringing a heated conversation into the podcast so um <laughs> sorry tony oh look who joined the audience oh never mind he's gone again we almost had a chance to discuss the math problem but moving on we you know there's a lot of things that have been going on lately but one thing that hasn't happened up until this Thursday will be the PlayStation showcase. A lot of, they just kind of dropped that, uh, on the second. So like a week ago, finally came out. PlayStation said, Hey, we're going to do a showcase and show off what's going on. So I hope it's a really good showcase. I hope they show off a lot of really good information or games or updates to games. And, you know, I just really want it to be a good showcase. I think Sony doing well is a good thing. I'm an Xbox player, but, I think competition is great. Plus, I just want PlayStation gamers to have something that they can enjoy and have fun with. I just don't want people to come out and be like, oh, and try to make it a console war and say one's better than the other because of a show. I got on a tangent there. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, 
The next thing I saw, this really got me excited. I read this article on IGN by Ryan McCaffrey, who is a guy I enjoy listening to. I really kind of respect his opinion on a lot of things. But there is this game coming out called Spectre. And it is all intense purpose inspired by the Spies versus Merc game mode from Splinter Cell. Oh, man, it's a good thing I don't have pants on because... Uh, Dude, I mean, I don't think I've worn pants since I figured this out. It is a small team of like two guys and they're huge Splinter Cell fans and they went through and they made this multiplayer game that is only for PC now, but they did talk about how they want to bring it to Xbox and on Game Pass, but they have three levels from launch, two mission, two game modes, two... uh, um, or three maps and two training missions and they have this mode it's called like specters versus uh, reapers so your specters are your you know spies and your reapers are your mercs and then each you can have different abilities with your specters that you can use that are just kind of like that help you and, and vice versa each side can have different abilities that use to kind of help them uh, do different things throughout the game or prevent other people from doing things for as long or whatever it is. Like there's a skill called, uh, they call these skills edges. And one of them for the Reapers is called uh, Ohm's Nah. And it keeps the Reapers from being uh, stunned by the shock from the specters for as long. So anyways, there's not a lot of gameplay out there for it, but it just sounds like it's something that'd be right up my alley. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to try that out when it comes. Uh, another story that I saw that was really awesome. It's just rumor based off of a job posting. So uh, VentureBeat or GamesBeat on VentureBeat, uh, Jeff Grubb, he talked about the job posting for an Unreal Engine 5 person for bioware to work on the next mass effect game please be true please be yeah. true please be true <laughs> i think frostbite is a very beautiful engine everything that has been done in frostbite has been gorgeous anthem was a gorgeous game uh obviously a lot of the battlefield games are very gorgeous but for some reason they just don't work in the open world and they don't work for uh, character faces and movements and things. Right. So, like Star Wars Battlefront 2 is amazing on that engine, but mm-hmm. Mass Effect Andromeda was not so amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> both in in all kinds of departments, but the visuals yeah. didn't really hold up as well as you hoped they would. So, that I just hope it's true. I hope EA loosens up the grip and lets their studios be a little bit more autonomous and what they want to do with themselves with their with their games and what kind of systems they want to use uh instead of just kind of hosing them directly into one specific game or engine type so there's that and then this one was confirmed today it was a rumor based off of a leaked uh epic game store posting but there's an alan make alan wake remaster supposedly coming out on october 5th i saw that Mm mm-hmm I loved the first Alan Wake game. I had a blast playing it. So I don't know if I'll go back into the remaster, but Sam Lake, the head of uh, Remedy, 
who made Alan Wake, uh, talked about how this kind of alludes to what might be an Alan Wake 2. So I think that would be kind of fun to go back into that world and, and see what happens. Uh, American Nightmare, wasn't that the, like... Uh, like the Xbox Live Arcade Alan Wake that came out that was you know what I yeah I never played I actually full disclosure I never played Alan Wake either it's one of those games I meant to play and I just never got around to it yeah well so with the remaster I can get around to it well and it sounds like it's just a remaster they didn't change anything in terms of the controls they just updated the graphics and made everything look gave everything a really nice shiny coat of paint if you will so there's that halo infinite news you know we i don't know if we talked if our last show was yeah it was right around the same time that we talked about co-op and forge which is a real big bummer but i'm excited to play the game i'm excited to get my hands on it but one of the things that i kind of liked in the in the flight was the new uh what they call the combat sensor is uh they're going to read tool that and send it back to more of the similar type of the motion tracker the combat sensor kind of tracked people sprinting and firing mainly uh instead of walking and and crouching but now with the motion tracker on the old style halos the only thing that couldn't be seen was people crouch walking so they're going to go back to that uh so it'll be interesting to see what it looks like in the next flight how how that works, how people get used to it. I think a, a lot of purists wanted to go back to that. So, and several other feedback things, but I think the motion tracker versus combat sensor was kind of the biggest thing there. Then the last story I really thought was kind of uh, interesting. was from Bloomberg. They talked, Toshiba warned about a power chip supply may st- stay tight for at least another year. Um, I guess the chip that kind of deals with the power supply and the regulation um, of that power uh, has been one of the big hangups. And they're saying it's going to be another year. They're trying to invest $450 million, I guess, into upping the manufacturing of it by the end of 2024 or March 2024. Oh, my so. gosh. So yeah. That's crazy. So if you don't have a newer gen console, it's probably going to be harder to get one still going forward. It's funny because uh, I've seen a lot more um, posts on um, the various Reddits about stores getting restocks and people being able to get them. I don't know if the stores are doing a better job of maybe slowing down or shutting out the reselling scalper people, or I hope. people are just the consumers are just so on top of it they're they're getting on top of it before the scalpers can come in and f shit up i don't know i all i know is it's just been really difficult for some people there's some things like the i've heard that the series s's i've had a friend that said that they saw like three or four of them at like a target so i've seen those out in the wild a few times but the series x and the ps5 i've never seen in the wild yeah. No, not that I, uh, full disclosure, I hardly go anywhere as it is. I mean, I, I go a few scant places, but I don't really go out to the store a lot. Even before COVID, I just, I'm not really a shopper. Like, if I want something, I go to Amazon.com and have it dropped off at my, 
No, I totally understand. <laughs> I'm waiting for a leaf blower to show up in my house right now from Amazon. So I get it, man. Uh, Those are things that fall off trees. Yeah. You know, I know you don't have that out there in the desert where the sun just bakes eggs on rocks out there for you. So, um, yeah, I said, bacon you know what egg. we do have, we have a whole lot of games coming out. That like, is oh, true. Whole lot. And I, I trimmed this down. We're just gonna, we're going to hit this, hit this ground running. Um, I'm going to do a new thing where if I say a game and a date, assume that it's coming out on all, all platforms are close to that. And then if it's a specific platform, I'll say that. So, Shutting out the gate, dropping today, September 7th, Sonic Colors Ultimate. That's hitting just about everything. Also today, Vampire, The Masquerade, Blood Hunt. That's a PC-only release. Tomorrow, Struggling, that's PS4 and Xbox. Artful Escape, PC and Xbox, September 9th. Life is Strange, True Colors. This is hitting everything, including Stadia, September 10th. Stadia still Right? I'm surprised it's still going NBA 2K22. I'm not sure what the status on this is with microtransactions, but this is also hitting just about every platform known to man. Tales of Arise, that's hitting all platforms. WarioWare, get it together, Switch only, September 10th. Deathloop, PC and PS5, September 14th. Titan one year. Chase, right? Oh, is that a, is that a one-year exclusive? Yep. Titan Chaser... Um, PlayStation and Xbox system, September 15th. Amazing American Circus, uh, all platforms, September 16th. Skatebird, PC, Xbox, and Switch, September 16th. Valheim Hearth and Home update for the PC, September 16th. My brother was really into that for a minute, but he kind that, of fell off of that Cowboy one. Cowboy <laughs> Raptor was hosting a server for a while. Yeah, a lot of people really dig that game. Aragami 2, uh, all systems minus Nintendo, September 17th. Nexomon, uh, that's all systems, but no PC, September 17th. Tales of Iron, this is all P- all systems, September 17th. Kina, Bridge of Spirits, PC and PlayStation, September 21st. World War Z Aftermath, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, September 21st. Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Now say that five times fast. Uh, that's on everything. Diablo 2 Resurrected, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. You know, I just got to pause for a minute. Uh, I played the beta. That's really cool that they did that. It's got new graphics. It's great for people that maybe never played Diablo 2, but it, I had a hard time going back to that game. And I loved that game when it came out in great. 1998. Yeah. But there's no update to the actual gameplay. It's just the graphics. So um, I'm probably going to pass on that one. <laughs> um, EMBR, or maybe they're pronouncing it Ember. That's on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch, September 23rd. Sable, PC and Xbox systems, September 23rd. Death Stranding Director's Cut, PS5 exclusive, September 24th. Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, Switch only, September 24th. Lost Judgment, PlayStation and Xbox, September 24th. Chernobyl Light, that game looks kind of fun. PS and Xbox, September 28th. Ghost Runner, PS5 and Xbox, September 28th. In Sound Mind, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, September 28th. Lemniscate, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, September 28th. New World, Chart Your Face, PC only. What? Same day. Outer Wilds, Echoes of the IDLC, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, same day. Insurgency, Sandstorm, 
PlayStation Xbox, the 29th of September. Aeon Drive, everything, September 30th. Demon Skin, PS4, Xbox, Switch, September 30th. Hot Wheels Unleashed, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch, September 30th. Um, and that's it for our games this month. Oh, that's a lot. And I even trimmed some out that were like VR-only releases or re-releases of something really old that, you know, not many people were going to care about. I don't know. I'm really excited about that World War Z aftermath. I want to see what that's going to really be like. I think that looks fun. So that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Me too. So what uh, Thursday nights, Hop? Tell me. Tell me more about that. Thursday night game nights. Let's see. We got our uh, Thursday night game nights. This past week was supposed to be Injustice 2, and something went wonky with the servers, and we all ended up playing Quake, and that was fun for a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, This September 9th, Halo 5, uh, that's on Xbox only. September 16th, Forza Horizon 4, that has crossplay with Xbox and PC. September 23rd, Gears Ultimate Edition. Uh, unfortunately, there's no crossplay on this title. It's a little bit older, Xbox only, but a lot of fun. And September 30th, we're going to do Halo MCC that has crossplay between PC and Xbox. Friday nights, uh, we host Fight Club. And last week, we had a lot of fun playing Mortal Kombat 11. Um, Sith did some recording of the stream, and he made a couple clips of some funny stuff. It was uh, me, Sith, Warlock. And B Daddy, and it was a good time. Yeah, I just uh, creeped in that party and hung out. It was, it was yeah, fun listening to you that's guys. Right. <laughs> so. But yeah. Um, yeah, in case you're interested, we do have a book club here in Tag Hop. Did you know that? I did. Yeah, they like to read and do things. And apparently, Are You Dead selected me, the guy who reads very little, to select the book for this month. And I chose Metro 2033. Oh, the book that the game's based on. Yep. So, Interesting. Yeah. I am still reading it. It's been like a year or so since I've started they reading did a it. New update to the third game in that series mm-hmm. with full ray trace support. Yep. I've kind of been meaning to fire that up and check it out, but I've know. heard that it it looks amazing what they there's did some with that tr- game. Yeah, there's some trade offs from what I understand, yeah. but but anyways, the book so far of what I've read has been awesome. It is a post-apocalyptic novel set in the subways of Russia after, or the Soviet Union, or no, it's Russia. Uh, and they, uh, after a nuclear war has pretty much ravaged most of the earth, as or so it seems. And uh, people are living in the subways, but there's these creepy things happening in it, and there you follow a character named Artyom and he is trying to get kind of solve complete a mission from a uh like a family friend if you will and as he goes on this mission it ends up becoming a very bigger deal so it it's a really good book i'm really enjoying it uh, i'm actually reading the print version myself and it's it's a long one though so uh, I, I hope that if you are part of the book club, you will get it and read it or listen to it or however you digest books these days, go for it. Uh, so again, Metro 2033 is the book that we're doing this month. So 
Now it's time for our deep dive on the TagCast, and I would love for our audience to be able to kind of participate in this conversation uh, because, you know, Hop and I... Oh my God, yes, they should get out. We should get as many of them that want to be on here. Yeah, so feel free to raise your hand and we will bring you up uh, or if you're uh, a certain council member in the in the in the uh, audience just post in the chat when you're ready to come up and I will call you up but anyways we want to discuss late night gaming and late night gaming is one of those things that you know we may have done for a really long time and now life just doesn't allow us to do that as often and this conversation really stems from the other night when we were playing uh, the Mauda totem and trying to do the Easter egg. And it was for me almost 2 a.m. And I was like, I got to go to bed. I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. But I was thinking, I was like, man, Finn's up so late. And I was like, oh, he's got, he's got Monday off. Yeah. I didn't even have Monday off. I had to go to work early in the morning, but yeah. So <laughs> we were just I'm three hours behind you. So we were, it wasn't as late for me, yeah. <laughs> but we were just jamming and we were having a good time talking and, and just trying to go for it. So I, you know, you brought this up as the kind of topic and, you know, let's kind of like rewind time a little bit, Hop. Let's talk about, you know, let's maybe go back a few years or a couple dozen or whatever it was. Like BC before children? Yeah, let's do that. But BC before, I like it. Good. Well done, <laughs> sir. Um, before children, like what, you know, how would you describe like your gaming habits in the in the wee hours of the morning? Uh man, there were there were different eras. I mean, the worst addiction late night gaming I ever had was Fantasy Star Online on the original Xbox console with the live chat. Um, there were many many nights where I did not crawl into bed until three or four in the morning. Yeah, many many nights. Sometimes I fell asleep in the game room in a lobby playing that game yeah. yeah i i remember in it was like a summer between college or something and a couple of my buddies we were all working at the same place and we worked this like weird first shift thing where it was we went in like two hours before uh first shift technically started but we so we could get out earlier and this has nothing to do with the story. I don't know why I'm saying it, but it was, they would stay at my house and so we could get up and drive to work together and not have to worry about it. And so we would hang out and game and do stuff. And we were playing Baldur's gate, dark Alliance. And we were just hooked on that game. Oh, we just, dude, yeah. I love that game. We were just all about running up and down that game over and over again, as many times as we could. And I remember it was like, Two, it was like 3.30 a.m. And we're at my parents' house at the time and down in the living room playing. And I was like, all right, guys, we got to get to bed. Like, it's it's too late. We got to go to work and or whatever it was. We got to do something the next day. And I was like, we just got to, we can't be up any longer. And I, and I said, let's take care of business. And my buddy sitting right next to me on the couch just starts singing, taking care of business by Bachman Turner Overdrive, just going full tilt into it. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, my parents are upstairs sleeping. Like, it's 3 a.m. What? Is, what? Why are you singing? And maybe it's one of those you had to be there moments, but 
I just remember that as like one of my latest nights gaming, uh, you know, as a group of people side by side on a couch co-op and, and just, we laugh about it still to this day. So another one night that I kind of did an all nighter on was, uh, Halo two when that released, Oh yeah, uh, same. me and a buddy <laughs> just went like, put the disc in and we just played it all night until we beat it on uh legendary and it just oh, took us forever. i didn't even start the campaign till two days later because i went home put in halo 2 i went right online and i played from the release to like six in the morning and oh, when man. i went to bed i was in the top 20 players and when i woke up like six or seven hours later i had slipped to like 200 something it's like hey, get back on <laughs> That yeah. was that was a good time though. I mean, Xbox Live started hitting hard. I mean, it's just that was, that was a great time. But yeah, we played the hell out of Halo Two uh, that night and beat the campaign in one night. I think that's the only game I've ever like day of got brought home beat the campaign in. Um, and that's because we were up well over twenty four hours later not that we played for 24 hours straight but 24 hours later we finally beat it so that was a that was definitely a really late night um any other like strong late night memories are you dead ubo calvin do you have any late night gaming marathon sessions that just kind of hit hard uh that you want to share on the show just let me know I'll oh we're waiting here. for them we used to, what inspired the tag fight nights is my friends and I would all get together on Friday nights. It didn't start till late. I was working at uh, a restaurant waiting, cleaning tables. So I wouldn't even get out of there till after nine or 10. And I'd go over and we'd get a bunch of beers and we'd play Street Fighter 2 until three or four in the morning on a Friday night. <laughs> I'd go home. <laughs> Those are good times. Or Halo Land parties, same thing. Friday oh, night man. Halo Land parties. Those yeah. Halo Land parties. I mean, you had to make it a night, right? There were some where the son with over at Kick's old place, we would have four Xboxes, and he had two projectors and then two big screen TVs. Like this mm-hmm. was back in the, they weren't CRTs, they were the rear projection. So he had two oh, projectors and then two geez. rear projection big screens at this house. Four Xbox original Xboxes. There'd be sixteen of us in this crazy house, like cussing and playing Halo. And there were times where the sun was up. And I was like, I, I gotta go. As a, thank goodness he already had the TVs. I remember having to like lug some CRTs I, over I think to friends' house. One houses. of his buddies brought one of the projectors over, but okay. yeah, he had it. And then he had roommates. That's why there was all the TVs there. Gosh, yeah. I mean, just the setup alone, like it'd take you an hour. I remember like linking in four different Xbox, or yeah, mm-hmm. four different Xboxes. It took like hours and to figure it all out. And sometimes, like, there was one night I remember we got everybody together and we had all the TVs hooked up. We had all the Xboxes plugged in with Ethernets, And then we like, were walking them to where they were supposed to connect to the router and nobody brought the router. Oh no. So we had to go back and like wait another like 45 minutes for somebody to go get the router and come back with it. It was just a wild time. So, uh, are you dead? Talked about halo two parties, quake Two, friends, basement, many hours during the night oh all our yeah. computers to his place i do remember that like bringing my pc computer over uh 
Oh, dude, or the early uh, N64 GoldenEye. Oh, there yeah. was a lot of late nights. Dude, this crappy, blurry four player split screen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I. I you still... look at your friend's screen. Why are you cheating, man? Why are you cheating? Why are you cheating? <laughs> I love the like meme of like the cardboard cutouts of people like putting like on yeah. the TV to kind of separate the split screen stuff so you couldn't like screen watch or whatever. Yeah, that, that caused a lot of fights with friends. Just like you're screen watching. No, I wasn't. Totally was. Uh, all right, so let's let's kind of shift gears in this conversation. Clearly. You know, the other night, one thirty, two a.m. was was now considered really late for me. Uh, I mean, most nights I'm usually off by eleven, eleven thirty, midnight, the very latest for me. And I, you know, I was thinking, man, I used to be able to game a lot longer, and I obviously know the reason why I have a child and you know other duties that I don't didn't have for many years but like do you miss those late nights do you miss that ability hop not really i mean i have my gaming just shifted and um i did that because i worked like a lot of times i did that because i worked a second or third shift and i was going to school or something so that's when i would do my gaming and now um, my job has me up really early in the morning and, uh, but I also get a break midday for a couple hours. I can squeeze in some gaming and then I can maybe get another little session at night before bed, but I don't think I miss it. I mean, it was fun. There were some good times. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, don't, I can't say I miss it. I don't regret yeah. it either. <laughs> no, definitely not. You know, I, I definitely think like, it would be nice to on occasion to to be able to shirk that responsibility, right? To be able to say like, sure. you know, well, what? that's kind of like what you did on Sunday night. Normally, you, there's no way you would have stayed up that oh, late no. with us on a Sunday night, but it's because you had Monday off. No, that's very true. Uh, I definitely, you know, but it would be nice to be able to say like, hey, you know what? Hop, let's uh, let let's game until we just pass out right here on the couch. We'll just start throwing back some beers and you know it'd be nice to be able to to do that you know i almost feel like i need to make sure my kid has got somebody to watch her the next day <laughs> you know but I, I it'd be nice to be able to do that every once in a while but at the same time like i i don't really necessarily miss it because i don't think my body could handle that exhaustion as well as it could right no 100 you percent know. And I, I, I didn't think- even uh, I haven't even done any gaming like that bad, but I went to see a concert last Sunday uh, or two Sundays ago, and uh, it was in Phoenix, which is about an hour and a half drive from here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got home, the concert ended at 11, I got home about 12.31, and I went to bed, and I just can't sleep past too much past my normal wake up time so i was just like a wreck the whole day i was just tired because even though i i uh i i made it so i didn't have to go to work as early um i i still knew i wasn't gonna be able to sleep even past that time and i was so tired i went and i did some work that morning and i came back home from my midday break and i was like okay i'm gonna take a nap i was like i'm gonna take a nice 
shower and I'm going to take a nap. And I tried to take a nap and I couldn't take a nap. So then I just got up and said, all right, let's double down on coffee and then go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee's an amazing, amazing beverage drink. Yeah. Nectar of gods. I don't know what you call it. But all right. So here's a question. So when we're playing Mauer, you know, it's one of those things that it's wave based. You keep going. And, you know, when you die, you start over from the very beginning. So when we kind of died out at round like what, 38, 39, somewhere, we were close to 40. Uh, no, no, we, we, were in 40. The, we went to 42. Yeah, we did yeah, 42. Because yeah, yeah. we exfilled, didn't we? Um, yeah. So we did, you know, hit that. And then it was just like, I looked at the clock and I was like, there's no way I could go through that again. So that was right. a hard, like it was an easy hard out for me. Right. So I'd be curious, like, how do you know when it, it's time to go? Like Ubo may be a good person to discuss this with. I don't know. Calvin, you might be a good person as well. Maybe already did. I don't know. Whoever's in the audience, if you want to, how do you know when it's time to hang up or put the controller down and say, I'm going to bed? Like, what is your telltale sign? So hop, like what, what's your telltale sign? Like, how do you know when to stop? Usually everybody can tell. Cause I just start yawning uncontrollably. That's very true. <laughs> and then I'm like, man, I'm done. I got nothing left. And I know I need to go to bed. All right. Yeah. And my schedule's pretty re- And if you notice, like I, I pretty much call it a night, almost the same time every night. I'm a pretty regular. Um, we did stay up a little later than I normally like to on Sunday nights. Cause we were doing that Easter egg and there was a lot of adrenaline and we had been shooting a million zombies for mm-hmm. a couple hours but yeah i i was pretty when when i was like all right well let's just i was kind of feeling where you were and i was like yeah let's quit now because i need to get some sleep too yeah i don't know i'd be curious because that had like a really hard out right but you know like on a destiny raid how do you call it quits like ubo how do you do that like, do you wipe more than 10 times i guess uh, yeah, maybe that'd be a good one you know, how do you in gyms, Calvin, stop going just one more match, like one more game real quick? Because, I, I mean, again, I, I am gyms ignorant, so I couldn't really go from there. But, like, you know, it's very much like where do you call the line? And I think Psychonauts, when I was playing that, I there was one night I was playing. It was probably about eleven ish or so, and usually that's when I log off for the night, on especially on a work night. And I just got to a new mission, and I knew, like everything in my body said, before you start this, just turn the console off and go to bed. Right. But I also, you know, it was like the devil and the angel on the shoulder. Right. It was like the devil was like come on, just, just start it. See what, it, see what it looks like. Cause everything looks really cool in this game. You, you just want to know what it looks like before you go to sleep. Right. Well, of course I listened right. to the damn devil and I started the damn mission and I'm next thing I know it's almost midnight again. I'm like, damn it. Son of a bitch. And here I am playing this game and having a great time, but I just had to see what was coming next. And I just kept going. And eventually like I just hit a point where I was like, I'm putting it down and hopefully I, I remember exactly what I was doing when I come back to this game so I don't forget. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just uh, 
one of those things that's really, uh, you know, story games, I think I get sucked into. I just want to know what is happening next, so I keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. And then sometimes, have you ever been so tired and you're, like, on this mission, you're like, oh, I just need to save it. But I don't, don't want to lose my progress. And then you stay up to the point where it finally lets you save. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And you just kind of walk over and turn off yeah. your system. <laughs> Which I got to say, quick resume is. Oh, it was the best. That's made RDR2. Actually, any single player game that supports it, that's my like favorite thing. Because I don't even have to worry about saves. Well, that's in Psychonauts. Like, I'm just like, now that, like, once I realized Quick Resume was a thing on it, I oftentimes just shut the console down and I go to bed yeah. and come back. And it just, it's literally Boom, right where you in were. the exact same spot. I didn't yeah. have to load in or anything. So uh, I do like, I, I do get curious. Ubo said, like, he's known people to get stuck in raids for 12 plus hours. I oh, don't understand that. No way. I, that does do not I can't sense. sit that long. No. I'm sorry. More power to you people that do that, but I I I, I can't fathom that at all. Uh you know, it's definitely really intriguing. I mean we are the adult gamer, right? The adult gamer community podcast. We are all adults here. Some, you know, are adults with children and families, some are just just adults, I guess. I don't know. Um, but we all have responsibilities in a way, whether it's jobs or uh, family or something that we're uh, responsible for um, is where I'm trying to go with that statement. The The big thing is we aren't what we used to be where we could just kind of do whatever we want and just kind of go at it. So, you know, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are on late night gaming. How do you you know, judge whether it's been too late of an evening and you have to get off and, and go to sleep or go do what you got to do next. And, or what, you know, do you not care? Do you, are you fine with sleeping for only 45 seconds before you move on to your next task in the world? So, uh, let us know your thoughts about late night gaming and how that has changed for you over the time Were you, maybe you never were a late night gamer and maybe you never did marathon gaming sessions that lasted for three and a half days so i i'd love to hear your thoughts on our in our podcast channel and and discuss it you know but for now i think you know hop and i we've done this topic a pretty good service and how that has changed uh for me though you know it's about that time you know it's time for me to hang up the microphone for the evening and get ready to go to bed so hop where can people find you all right um you can find me on the adultgamer.com Discord. You can also find me at Ruminations Radio Network, where I host the Retro Futurist Culture Podcast. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Futurist Retro. Thanks for the shout-out, Finn. Yeah, which is a great show. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that or some of the other shows that they got going on over there, I definitely would suggest that uh, if you're looking just for something a little bit different in the uh, podcasting world. So... Well, I am Fenrir765, or on Twitter, TheFenrir765. I'm often stalked by Ubo in my tweets, so please, please come, you know, hang out, see what I say. I really don't say anything important, but I have fun. And I'm enjoying Twitter, other than the fact that apparently Twitter is full of console war stuff, which I do not support. And I 
vehemently disagree with anybody who tries to bring that into my Twitter space, if you will. So, again, TheFender765, check me out. Uh, follow me. You know, share with what you got going on. I'd love to spotlight you on the TagCast if you can. So let me know if you're interested in joining us there. But until then, this is the AdultGamer.com Community Podcast, episode 18 of our third season. And I will catch you, well, Hop and I will catch you on the flippity flip. Ew.